Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. I'm your host, Claire Coles, and this is a special bonus episode of March Madness Update for 2023, back by popular demand. So if you still fill out your bracket by uniform color or how cute the mascot is, this is the podcast for you. Okay, so let's dive right into it. This is not going to be a long podcast. I'm not going to explain the rules of basketball or even really the history of March Madness just because I previously did that in last year's episode. So if you do have that interest, feel free to go back and listen to that. This is going to be the update for 2023. So the first four games are the literally what it sounds like. There's first four teams you have to play your way in to get to those final 64 team bracket. Those games Games have already taken place. We currently are in the middle of one right now as it is Wednesday night. So those teams, again, complete the 64-team bracket. Round one of the main NCAA 64-team bracket begins Thursday at 11.15 Central Time with West Virginia versus Maryland. For the full round schedule, go ahead and check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, or the weekly update from March 13th that I dropped two days ago. It's got every team for the first round. First round will run Thursday and Friday until about 11-ish at night. Round two will be Saturday the 18th and Sunday the 19th. Then the Sweet 16 won't start until Thursday the 23rd and the 24th. The Elite Eight will be on the 25th and the 26th. Then the final four, we have to wait almost an entire week for the final four till Saturday, April 1st. That is not an April Fool's joke. That is how long we actually have to wait till the final four. And then the championship game will be Monday, April 3rd. You can catch all the games on either CBS, TBS, True TV, or TNT. And CBS made sure to pay for the rights to the tournament. They paid $19.6 billion with a B for the rights from 2011 through 2032. This year, the final four is in my hometown, Houston, Texas, and the women's final four will be in Dallas. So it is a Texas event this year. Okay, so I know I said I wasn't going to go through the history of March Madness, but I do have some updated stats that make this pretty crazy. There were 80 million tournament brackets made last year. To put that in perspective, there were only 156 million votes during the 2020 election. So if you double it, it's more than people have voted in 2020. That's kind of sad. The Also, the total amount bet in wagers is about $10 billion, and the average bet is only $60. So that's pretty crazy. Warren Buffett also offers any employee a million dollars per year for life, if you can guess the sweet 16 correctly. No one has won that yet. March Madness corporate costs corporations $16.3 billion in productivity as people watch an average of six hours of the tournament, according to a study by WalletHub. And you have a one in 9.4 quintillion chance of picking a perfect bracket. That is 17 zeros. And it is actually more likely that you would win back-to-back lotteries only purchasing one ticket each time than to have a 100% perfect bracket. 
So we all know that there are 64 teams that make the main bracket. 68 teams make the entire team, the entire tournament total. All 32 conferences do have a spot. You get an automatic bid for winning your conference tournament. So you could have sucked all year, go on, win your conference tournament, and you get in the NCAA tournament. This year, the Big Ten is the big winner for conference. They got nine bids into the NCAA tournament, followed by the SEC with eight and the Big 12 with seven. So only 23 conferences just have a single school in the tournament this year. And also deadline for your brackets. I'm going to say this a bunch of times because it is a super important deadline, but deadline for your brackets is tomorrow, Thursday at 1115 AM central. That is the start of the first game of the tournament. You have to have your brackets filled out by then. Now, really what you all came for is tips on filling out your bracket. This is the fine print that I am not going to say in that super quick prescription drug kind of ad way because you need to hear this. Take my advice at your own risk. Don't blame me for the changes you make to your bracket. It is your bracket, your problem. And I don't claim to be good at this. These are just stats that I have found I thought were interesting in case you want to take them into consideration when you fill out your bracket. We do not have any complete newbies to the tournament this year. However, Howard had not made the tournament since 1992, and it has been 43 years since Furman made the tournament. That still bodes better than the four schools that have never made it that have a major school classification, which are Army, Citadel, Francis Brooklyn, and William & Mary. On the flip side of that, the school with the most national titles is UCLA with 11. Last year's reigning champion is Kansas. Most number one seeds coming into the tournament is UNC. However, UNC, go ahead and hug your Tar Heel friends because they are the first team in modern era to miss the tournament after being ranked preseason number one. The most appearances in the tournament is Kentucky with 61. However, the longest active streak is also the Kansas Jayhawks with 33 in a row. Kentucky is also the most valuable basketball program with an estimated value of $246 million. So sticking kind of with school specifics at first, TCU is the only team to make the quote-unquote playoffs in both football and basketball this season. UConn is the only school to win the men's and women's tournament in the same year. They're the only school to have done so, and they have done so twice. Alabama is the first SEC team to earn a number one seed since Kentucky in 2015. They have not won a national championship on the basketball side since 2012. Alabama has never been a number one seed, and when they have been a number two seed, they've actually never made it past the Sweet 16. So the the Crimson Tide is hoping to break that streak this year. Auburn is 10-0 and in the first round. No other school is undefeated with more than three first round wins. So maybe the Tigers in the first round would be a good bet. On the flip side of that, the Mizzou Tigers have not won a tournament game since 2010. Sticking with that train of thought, Boise State is still winless in the tournament ever. They are 0-8. Now, FAU hasn't won either, but they've only made the tournament one other time. So 
that Boise State record looks a hell of a lot worse. Maryland is also 0-8 against six seeds or better since 2014. Texas has not won after round one in 15 years. Xavier hasn't made the final four ever. This is the only fourth time in school history that Duke isn't rated a top four seed. Gonzaga has made the Sweet 16 in seven straight tournaments. That is the longest active streak for Sweet 16 appearances. Florida is the only repeat champion, and since then, no other defending champion has made it past the Sweet 16. Those are kind of the weird school ones that are kind of off. Now let's get into more of those general or seed-specific stats. So you may want to pick an at-large team. We also call these the first four teams. So they played either yesterday or today. You may want to pick one of them to make it to the second round. The only time this has not happened in tournament history is 2019. And two have made it all the way to the final four. I also would pick at least one top four team to lose in round one. There is a 90% chance of that happening in the last 10 years and 86% all time. If you're trying to pick the closest game in round one, that would be actually the fourth seed versus the 13th seed. 12 of the last 16 have been decided by single digits. Only four in that same time period have ever been decided by single digits between eight and nine, which usually is where people get tripped up and don't know who to pick and move on from there. 32 of the last 37, a 12 seed wins over a fifth seed. So of the 37 tournaments, 32 of those is a lot of times. The third seeds kind of own their number six seed opponents. They win. They are nine and one in that record, but they are only four and six against 11 seeds. So watch those number threes versus 11 matchups. Only two times has all number two seeds made the sweet 16 in the last quarter century. So I know we talked about it in the final four with all ones. This is now all twos to the sweet 16 two times. That's made it in 25 years. Always pick a number 11 team to make your sweet 16. 10 of the last 12 tournaments have had that happen. If you're like, man, number 11, they're not really like tickling my fancy, then pick another double digit seed. At least one has made the last 14 straight sweet 16s. Moving on to the elite eight. There has been no Elite Eight without at least one number one seed, and there has been 10 straight Final Fours with at least one one seed in them. So you know you got to pick one, just maybe not all four. Not a big surprise here, but 71 of the 86 teams to make the final have been a top three seed or better. Believe it or not, an eighth seed is the next highest with happening five times of the last remaining 15. Again, we've said it many times, picking all number one seeds in the final four sounds like a good idea, but it has only happened once in tournament history. That was in 2008, yet a 1v1 matchup in the championship game has happened eight times. Now, the last five champions have been a number one seed, but maybe stay away from that number one overall seed, which is Alabama, because it's been 10 years since the overall number one ranked team coming in has won it all. No team has ever won the national championship after losing their first 
game in the conference tournament. This year, that applies to Baylor and Kansas State. So we're looking at you. If you are Mr. Risky, love to like go big money or go home, maybe don't pick a number five seed to win the entire thing because that has literally never happened. And that is the only seed above top eight to say that. They have only made the championship game also three times. So let's say you have a certain affinity for a certain conference. So let's go through some of those. If the Big 12 wins, that will be the first conference to three-peat in 30 years because Kansas won last year, Baylor won the year before that. That would add a third. Also, pick an ACC team to make your Sweet 16. That conference has never missed one. On the flip side of that, maybe don't put your money on a Mountain West team. They have never made the Sweet 16, and 17 other conferences have at least made the Elite Eight. The Mountain West is 0-7 in the first round the last three years as well. It has been 23 years since the Big Ten won a national championship and 26 years since the Pac-12 has won. So don't get discouraged if your bracket busts immediately or on the first day. That happens all the time. There were no perfect brackets left after Friday night in 2018. That was when UMBC upset number one UVA. That was actually a record that year, how quickly people went out. Remember, the most perfect bracket in all time history is only getting 49 straight games correct. That actually went into the Sweet 16, and that is the most perfect of all time because otherwise you hit that nine quintillion number of having of trying to have a perfect bracket. Also, for my Greek mythology fans out there, we have a Trojans versus Spartans matchup in the round one, USC versus Michigan State. That just tickled my fancy when I saw that. So just thought I would throw that in right before we end the podcast. That is it for me on the March Madness update for 2023. Feel free to leave a comment on the blog or the podcast, how your bracket's doing. I would love to hear about it. Sometimes the weirdest methods are the best. Some It's only weird if it doesn't work, right? So check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports for more, and I will catch y'all on Monday for the weekly update.